0: to you almost
1: live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it
0: sips suds and smokes with your smoke host, the good old boys
1: It's sipping time! Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2am and we thank you for choosing to listen to us instead of away with words, discussing how New Jersey legislators passed a resolution as part of an anti-bullying campaign urging dictionary companies to adopt the word upstander fantastic choice
2: <laughs> good job guys doing your job yep <clears throat> i think we can
1: be a slightly more entertaining than that show tonight yeah well this is uh, good old boy mike here at the table joining me in the studio is good old boy jason good to be here and good old boy sparky hello and joining us uh from the bourbon mafia is made Man bob Always a pleasure to be here. we will get to hear a little bit more about the Bourbon Mafia at the end of our show today. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, coffee, and tea. Today's show is all about bonded whiskey. No, it's not quite where your head was going when I said the word bonded, but (laughs) anyway. So what do we mean when we say the word bottle and bond? Well, back before the 20th century, when a consumer actually bought whiskey, bought whiskey, Bisky? <clears throat> Bisky? Toy. Or gravy. Toy, toy, whiskey? Whiskey? With gravy. Whiskey with gravy. More whiskey. Table six, please. In a bottle. <laughs> yep. We'll try that once again. When a consumer actually bought whiskey, they had no way of knowing what that whiskey actually might contain as the industry was largely unregulated, so you didn't know always what, what you were getting. Bob has some more background on our topic of bottled and bond for today.
0: Well, back in the day it was a common practice for unscrupulous rectifiers, the guys who would buy bulk whiskey and blend it, to take otherwise unpalatable or immature whiskey and add all manner of ingredients and compounds to alter the taste and to give it the appearance of age. Uh, these additives range from the somewhat innocuous, uh, burnt sugar, prune juice, tea, wood chips, simple syrup, to the more shocking, uh, tobacco juice from spittoons. Tincture of cochineal, which is uh, the ground insects they used to use to make the uh, dye for the red coats, um, and to the downright dangerous wood alcohol, iodine, turpentine. It got so bad that producers of legitimate bourbon uh, became concerned that the damage this practice was going to have to the public perception of the industry. So, several distillers got together, led by the Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor of E.H. Taylor fame. Uh, The owner of the old Taylor Distillery, and one-time owner of the distillery that eventually became Buffalo Trace, lobbied for the passage of the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897, setting strict standards for production of bonded whiskey, thus providing the consumer with a government guarantee of quality. This act actually predated and helped lead to the eventual passage of the Pure Food and Drug Act of 1906. So your bourbon was government inspected and approved before your medicine and food was.
1: Hmm. So, Jason, you know, so what does that take for whiskey to be labeled, you know, bottled and bond? Well, to be legally defined as
3: bottled and bond, a whiskey must meet several criteria. Um, It must be the product of one distillation season. It must be the product of one distillery and one distiller. Uh, It must have been aged in a federally bonded warehouse under government supervision for a minimum of four years it must have no additives whatsoever it must be bottled at a hundred proof which is 50 percent alcohol by volume the label must identify the distillery by
1: dsp number where it was distilled and if different where it was bottled Hmm. so you know sparky what happened to some of these products over time because we don't see them all on the shelf anymore
2: yeah you don't Uh, once it was a dominant category in american whiskey but the designation seemed to fall out of favor over the years, perhaps due to the increased regulation of the food and spirits business and easing of fears of unadulterated products. However, uh, bonded whiskeys have been making a resurgence of late, in large part due to the renaissance of the cocktail. Many of today's high-end mixologists have been begun using bonded whiskeys in their concoctions as the higher proof helps to keep the flavor of the whiskey from being drowned out By all the other ingredients in the cocktail. Uh, Rittenhouse Rye is a great example that gets eaten up by the coasts because the high-end cocktailiers just eat that stuff right up. In fact, as a result of this upswing in popularity, some producers have recently begun to introduce new bonded offerings into the market once again. Jim Beam Bonded and Old Forester 1897 are fairly recent additions to the current slate of bonded whiskeys available on the market. Today we have six Different bonded bourbons to taste from four different distilleries. From Heaven Hill, we have Heaven Hill White Label, six year old, bottled in bond, Evan Williams White Label, bottled in bond, and Henry McKenna, 10 year single barrel, bottled in bond. From Baum Foreman, we have Old Forester 1897, not quite as good as Old Forester 1987. <laughs> <laughs> And from Jim Beam, we have Old Tub Bottled and Bond, a brand only available at the Jim Beam gift shop, or if you know the right people to wink at. And from Buffalo Trace, we have Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch Bottled and Bond. So we're going to be tasting... (laughs) We're going to be tasting these whiskeys and rating them with Sips ratings, plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. Sips rating one... Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Pato- water. 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 Bring water. Number 2 is nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Number 3 is hmm, interesting. What was that again? Interesting. 4 is let's keep this a secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. And five is, oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes! 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 yes.
2: Well, thank you all for
1: giving us some uh, great background as well as uh, the uh, Sips ratings for today. Some really great products that we have to go over and a really great topic uh, for us to discuss today. And I, I've really been looking forward you know, to this show uh, to get to some of these products because I think... A lot of people are like, you know, well, bonded whiskey is like an age-old thing, you know, and we've moved way beyond that now. And so, I think, you know, as we move through these products today that hopefully, you know, these will be some products that you want to come back around and try and enjoy. And uh, I agree, you know, they are making its way back in, not only on the shelf, but they're making its way back into being appreciated for what they are and what they bring as well so <clears throat> it's really great well up first is going to be uh evan williams white label uh bottled and bond from heaven hill now there's no age statement but uh as it is the bottle and bomb is actually a minimum of four years now the mash bill on this is 78 percent corn 12 percent barley and 10 percent rye and Jason and I are both going to review this product as <laughs> he's wincing. us. <laughs> so I'm going to take another <sighs> swig. I do have some some uh, some notes about this, but uh, I'm going to let him go first since he uh, refreshes his uh, palate on this.
3: Well, the initial taste is um, you get a little bit of that corn taste at first. Uh, the color of it is fairly dark for a younger whiskey. Um, but it, that, it's all about the aftertaste on this. To me, I taste pure ethanol. It's, it's too young. Mm. It's really hot. It burns. Mm. Um, I lose a lot of the corn. Um, you get it on the front, but I lose it at the end. It's, it's just, it's young for me. Mm. I don't know. I, I gave it a, a sips rating of a two.
1: Hmm. Well, isn't that nice? Nice, but what else do you have? Well, my own tasting notes here on Evan Williams' white label, uh, and Bond from Heaven Hill. You know, uh, I did like the color off this. It was nice and dark. Um, And I'm going to... My entire lexicon is going to be whittled down to about six words for this entire show. <laughs> like so. Um, it's just going to be in a different order each time. It's really sad. It's pathetic, but... I wrote down Smoky Wood. I thought it was fairly solid. Um, it hit kind of a nice middle of the road uh, point. Um, my sips rating for the white label is from Evan Williams is a three.
2: Interesting.
1: Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Well, we have a maybe another minute on this. Anybody else have a quick comment on Evan
2: Williams? I kind of got all this, uh stringent flavor out of it, and I—I uh, I mean, I would have given it a two as well, mm. Jay. I think it's kind of well. Isn't that nice? More of a disinfectant than uh, yeah. something that mm. uh, I would go for. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, it is definitely a cheaper price point product, so y- you can't be really, really harsh with it. But you know, I, that aftertaste is just a little rough. I mean, I was reaching for my water glass after that one. Hmm.
2: I think we hugged for a second, too. Didn't you need kind of a I,
1: I cried a little
3: bit. Okay. There was a tear.
2: I wasn't judging you at all. <sighs> I'm
1: going to let them work it's this out. <laughs> <laughs> While we take a quick break. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk a little bit more about these products for Bottled and Bond. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. On today's episode, we're not discussing dictionary and what we should be adding. I mean, really, who's going to be talking about bullying on the radio for an hour? An hour. I could talk about it for like 30 seconds. A radio bully.
2: (laughs) 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 That's a job. (laughs) Howard Howard Stern. Stern.
1: (laughs) You know, it's like... I don't know. It's just something I can't really get into, you know, as a parent. I'm like, seriously, you're not a victim, you know? (laughs) So, anyway. Uh, Hey, today's show on Sips, & Smokes is uh, not talking about bullying or anything else. We're actually talking about whiskey, far more important topic, (laughs) you know? Whiskey and your kids, how to get through bullying, no. (laughs) So... Uh, No, we're actually talking about Bottle & Bond. It's a style of whiskey that we're talking about across several different products today. We've covered one of the six products that we're going to cover today. Up next is going to be Heaven Hill White Label. It's a six-year Bottle & Bond from Heaven Hill. I'll read a brief description on this. This six-year bonded whiskey from Heaven Hill is generally a Kentucky-only offering. The match bill on this is 78% corn. 12% 12% barley, and 10% rye, Sparky, and Bob are going to cover this. And up first is going to be Bob with his
0: tasting notes on this product. Um, when you're talking about a, a good value whiskey, this is one of my favorites. I mean, it, you generally don't see, you'll see White Label Heaven Hill, but the six-year, you won't see anywhere but Kentucky. And up there, I think I usually pay about $14 a bottle for this a six-year-old bourbon. It's a good solid bourbon. Um, it's got a decent color to it. Uh, the nose, I get sweet corn and vanilla um, on the palate. Vanilla, a slight bit of caramel, or cocoa, a uh, slight bit of cinnamon in the back. Um, it's a good, for the money, it's a good solid whiskey. I give it a three.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Sparking your tasting notes on Heaven Hill White Label six-year.
2: Well, I, I was I was really surprised because I came into this uh, just knowing the brands thinking I was gonna like another one of them the best but honestly this was my favorite of all the ones that I I tried and uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty light I was kind of surprised as light it was first six-year-old uh, whiskey really had kind of a fruity nose to it but uh, just just a very low burn to it, considering that it is 100 proof. I really expected it, uh, you know, usually with bonded whiskies, I expect to feel a little bit more heat of that whiskey, but I did not get that, and I'm going to have to give this sucker a four. Wow. It's almost that's like you're getting point. paid to drink at $14 a bottle. Mm-hmm. Let's keep the
1: secret to ourselves, pour me another. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hm. Never thought we'd hear that number, you know, walking into this show. So that's great. I'm really glad you enjoyed it um jason any other quick thoughts on this yeah
3: i mean i it, i'm normally not a huge heaven Hill whiskey fan and i will have to say that i i actually kind of enjoy this whiskey um i think that it's extremely well balanced i think it's got a lot of creaminess to it um i think it is not it doesn't taste like a heaven Hill whiskey to me it almost tastes like a buffalo trace whiskey um and I gave this a just a solid three. I mean, this this is a solid three. I mean, you cannot beat this
1: for the price. I mean, it, it's a solid pour. Yeah, and that was my same rating as well. Well, cool. How about that? Well, up next is going to be uh, Henry McKenna's 10-year single barrel uh, bottle and bond. Again, this is another product from Heaven Hill. Another offering from Heaven Hill, this single barrel bonded bourbon is aged for 10 years and is named actually after Henry McKenna, a legendary distiller who opened his distillery in 1855. The mash bill on this is 78% corn, 12% barley, 10% rye. And uh, Jason and I are both going to cover this. Jason, your tasty notes here on the Henry McKenna 10.
3: All right. So I have tried to like this product for years, I really have. I have tried so hard because people come to me all the time. They're like, Oh, (laughs) people come to me and they're like, Oh, have you tried that barrel of Henry McKenna at the store? It's so good. I just, I'm not a fan. To me, it's it's over oaked, it's very woody. I lose a lot of the corn, I lose a lot of the grain. Um, I think the finish of it is almost like a a little metallic for some reason. I don't know if it's just me, but you know, look at. (laughs) looking looking at the notes of the recipes i mean this is the exact same recipe as the heaven hill white label i prefer the white label over the henry mckenna and Mm. so
1: i gave this a sips rating of a two
3: well isn't that nice
1: nice but what else do you have well my own tasting notes here on henry mckenna 10 um wow even have fewer words to write about this one um uh, sweet and smoky uh, were the words that I wrote down. Um, yeah, I just—I uh, can't say that this was probably one of you know my favorite you know in the flight as well. My sips rating for this is a three.
2: Interesting.
1: <clears throat> um, so I was curious if anybody knows when did Heaven Hill pick up the Henry McKenna product? Did they uh, do they always have it or do they acquire it? Is it a okay. long time ago or?
0: years. I, I couldn't tell you exactly when they got it, but yeah. it's been around for a
1: while. I, I, I only I want to say that they've had it for at least 50 years, so it's always kind of been part of the Heaven Hill family. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Huh. Oh, anyway. Stump the Chump. Wow, yeah, with I you. Got, I gotta Google something. Now. I know. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe I did that. I just did it in real time, too. Well, that, it never happens. Oh. <laughs> What's Henry McKenna's shoe size? (laughs) Obviously a
3: seven and a half.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I can't believe I did that today. Well, we have some more great products to talk about here. Up next is going to be Old Forester 1897 Bottled and Bond from Brown Foreman. Uh, And here is a brief description on that product. It's part of the Old Forester Whiskey Row series. The name of Old Forester 1897 is a reference back to the Bottle and Bond Act of 1897. The mash bill on this product is 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% barley. And Sparky and Bob are going to review this product up versus Bob. Well, uh
0: it's kind of good stuff. Uh, it's got kind of- a Floral nose, a uh, good bit of oak to it on the nose. Um, on the palate, I'm getting caramel, a little bit of honey. It's got a nice coating mouthfeel. Uh, overall, a, a solid offering. I'd give it a three.
1: Wow, how about that a three?
0: Interesting.
1: <clears throat> uh, Sparky, what do you think about Oak Forest eighteen ninety seven?
2: Bob, are you sure you didn't taste any seaweed in there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't
2: think so oh okay um no i i thought it was uh you know not as spicy as I expected with that amount of rye in it um definitely got tons of wood on the nose and in and, and the taste i i would have to give it a three overall
0: wow I I it. interesting with him, it, it, it I, you would expect it to have more spice but it it's it's fairly muted hmm uh we we have a little bit
1: more time for jason and i to cover this as well, so um yeah my um this is the first time. <clears throat> sorry, I clear my throat. Uh, so, this is the first time I wrote down the word "sweet" and "wood." Um, it's kind of thick uh, and spicy um, around this as well. Um, I don't know. I think my mind was set when you said the word "old forester. I just had a very, very specific, you know, tasting profile um that just kind of entered really quick and this is not like a lot of the other old forester products like birthday bourbon yeah or it's, not, yeah, even it's not even close it's yeah. not even close to any of those and i i can see you know a lot of confusion uh would set in for the average consumer they're like oh this is a different version of the old forester that i would tend to like anyway my sips rating for uh the bottle and bond here is actually a three
2: interesting
1: what do you think about this jason
3: I'm with you. I think it's it's a lot of wood. Um, I get very little of the corn. I think it's a, a lot of that barley and rye. It's a little smoky, spicy finish. Spicy. Um, I think that it's kind of a little rough on <clears throat> my palate. Uh, I think this is definitely inferior compared to pretty much all the other Old Foresters. I'd rather have almost all of them over this one. Um, I
1: gave this a sips rating of a 2.
2: Wow. Man. Well, isn't that nice?
1: Mr. Barrel Proof doesn't like all the barrel proof. Or the hundred, the bottle and bond. It's yeah.
3: Like second
2: you need to add to you, like 20 more proof I know. at least.
3: Yeah. This was a little bad.
2: Hmm. <laughs> we'll try a little water with that? Here, I'll pass this over to you. Full of minerals. Yeah. yeah um, I'll have some... from the Kentucky Highlands. I'll have
3: my some water with my old Forster ni- 1897. Hold mm. the uh, 1897, please.
1: Wow. Interesting. Mm. Huh. Well, wow. Um... Yeah, these are uh, very uh, interesting, very different than a lot of the other things we've had on the show, that's for sure. Well, up next is going to be Old Tub. Uh, This is a bottled and and bond product from Jim Beam, and here's a quick description of that. The current Jim Beam distillery, distillery was formerly known as the Old Tub Distillery, and Old Tub was their flagship brand. This bottling is actually available only at the gift shop and at the distillery, or as, Jay, as uh, Sparky said, with a wink and a nod to the right person. You can find this as well. And uh, Jason and I are going to cover this as well. Jason, what do you think about Old Tub?
3: It's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of grassy notes to it. That That's what I got. Um, I looked it up after I tasted it. It says it's a uh, four-year-old whiskey. Um, so it's it's young to me. I think it's grassy. I think you can taste a lot of that. That grassy note to me comes from rye in the whiskey when it's not aged long enough. Um, I think it's, it's decent, but I think if this was to go another two to four years, I think it could be borderline gr- good to great. I, I think right now it's just too young. Um, I gave it a sips rating of a uh, three.
2: So you prefer... Uh you prefer really old tub, is what you're saying.
1: I prefer really old tub. Right on. <laughs> what? So, I don't know. Uh, I, for some reason, was that the name of their um, the actual uh, distillery vessel at Jim Beam? I think it was the name of the distillery L- itself. Uh, the distillery.
0: Tub distillery. Uh, tub yep.
1: distillery. Okay. Because I know distillers, they tend to name, like, you know, the... The vessel that you know they tend to it's distill been everything. Too much time in. with yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah,
0: some lonely nights. and in we those go hang out with Old
1: Tub or Mary <laughs> it's a, it's or it's was old
0: and Fitzgerald and old this and old that. So, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. well, here's my own tasting notes around Old Tub uh, from Jim Beam. Um, this was uh, the one product that I wrote down floral rather quickly, and that was uh, kind of one of the more distinctive you know products i think in the flight you know that we had here um it was kind of a sweet floral so maybe i don't know headed down the road of honeysuckle but not maybe quite you know arriving there um the key word i wrote down is this is not hot um and it's actually fairly easy drinking um so you know it's probably one of the more approachable products you know in the in the whole flight here um this is probably one of the the Few products add just a slightly lighter color, you know, to it as well, um, and uh, still, uh, I'm going to stick with the same SIPs rating, a three for this as well. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again, Sparky? What do you think about uh, the uh, L tub here from Jim You
2: know, I I thought it was a little bit disappointing. Um, you know, I thought it was a little a little. Yeah, I, I I thought um ultimately uh you know I was kidding around about old tub. I was thinking that it must have been uh, concocted in a really old tub uh, somewhere <laughs> just an antique. <laughs>
3: <coughs> well, thank you for playing, though. Yeah, thank so, you. well, I will tell you. So, I looked up a little bit about old tub while we were tasting, and that's oh, where I got did the you four use years. The interwebs? I used interwebs. Oh, excellent. And apparently, it's kind of a throwback to before prohibition. People would bring their own jugs to fill up their whiskey, oh. and that's like, I guess, another nickname "tub" came from. Who Can knows? we still do that? I wish. Right? Dang it. That'd be cool. Just don't get caught. Thanks, Thanks to r-
2: the man. Growler fills a whiskey. Us that'll down. work. Heck yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, my can wife. Can I get a, a
3: crowler again. of whiskey, please? <laughs> yeah,
2: please. I like that plan. <laughs> Honest officer, this is just a can. What's what's the worst that can happen I'm
1: willing here? to take up the legal fight for this. It'll work. Yes,
2: but uh, no, I, I think uh, I think that was my second least favorite of the six. Um, but I mean, I you know it was really weird. Uh, uh, I didn't really taste the grassiness until after Jason said that. I tried it again, and yeah, it was like sucking on my lawnmower after. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Fresh point. cut grass. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that was uh, the long and short of mine. Although I am all for the return of the Crowler full of whiskey or Growler fills of whiskey if they want to bring that back.
3: You I can will. fill up my bathtub anytime with whiskey I, you ever want.
2: I, I will sign up for that deal. <laughs> There's a group on at Gym Beam for Growler fills of whiskey. Color me there. Does Groupon still exist? Is that a thing?
1: Yeah, it is. Okay, <clears throat> but if uh, it only it's only good for people that that are missing three or four teeth. at shouldn't be. Have you been to
2: Kentucky recently? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's oh, wait a second. Will that would, get us banned in Kentucky? Uh,
1: it would be. That is correct. Thank you. I appreciate that. that. once again, Here we are. We've banned. We banned ourselves. Okay, so I can't. I can't. We're not going to ban ourselves from all of Kentucky. Kentucky is you know, a wonderful state full of wonderful like that people. That one I'm little right. part of Kentucky, you know. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bob, I'm uh, I'm curious what you thought about Old Tub here.
0: Uh again, grassy. Um, I got I got hints of banana on the nose. Very very light. A little bit of toffee. A little bit butter, of butterscotch on the palate. Some pepper and some spice and and just the faintest bit of fruit. Um, I I think with another two to four years worth of age, it might really open up and turn into something a, a lot better. I mean, I I gave it a two. Um well you know, isn't that nice? I wouldn't mind having a tub full of it you know i'll I'll take whatever i can get so actually when when I bought this bottle at uh when I was at the distillery, I was going on a tour and wandering around I, went through one closet and they showed me a bottle they sell in australia it's a four and a half liter handle
3: wow i saw that bottle i it's wanted that bottle so bad you coveted it i did
2: yeah i think i it's think the summation heads, of the this size is, of is, is that really old plant. tub really needs to happen really old tub <laughs> that's a yep. thing
0: mm. and really a tub size tub, jug later jug you know yeah. what i mean Damn. sold <laughs>
3: I really wanted that big bottle too. Four, it's
0: so big—a four-liter bottle with a handle for whiskey. It's huge. Oh it has goodness. something to do with the way taxes work in Australia. That you, you pay more, you know, by putting it in a bigger bottle, you save money on the tax. So I, they—I
3: think it was Germany also, because I think it was one other country. I think it was Australia and Germany. Maybe they there's sold definitely
0: that. other
2: countries that do that. Yeah. So the tax
1: on the transaction event,
0: as opposed cocaine, to the and volume. Guys will stand there and just stare like at the monkey and look at the obelisk in 2001. Just going
2: <laughs> <laughs> You know, I
0: think I think a little bit of it probably
2: comes, you know, Australia was originally a penal colony. <clears throat> you throw in four and a half liters of booze, that could uh, that could go a lot of different ways.
3: Yeah, you got to watch it. We don't want to get banned in Australia also. Oh, it's already
2: happened. I'm sorry. I ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So the question before the break is, what whiskey would you rather have in very large volume? Like that, other than this one,
0: whatever I can get. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I really of have what we of what that. we
1: tasted today, or
3: do
2: no, I no, get no, no, a no, do just...
1: I get a four and a half
3: liter of Weller Twelve? Yeah, I get sure, that's true.
1: Yeah, if that's oh. what, if that's your pick, yeah. So Weller
3: 12, 4 liter of Weller Twelve with the handle. I, I'm just saying, I get to enjoy that with some friends for a long time.
2: Oh. I mean, that'd a week, a couple weeks. Yeah. Let's <laughs> say a weekend. <laughs> a weekend.
3: <laughs> but I just want to up the ante. Can we just take a whole barrel need? home? I mean, come on
2: are
1: you guarding that barrel?
3: Yeah, just put the spigot in it and go to town.
1: I like this. A rye head actually picks a weeder. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Sparky. So uh, what what would you pick as uh, what you would fill? A four-liter jug of.
2: I mean, of anything? Yeah, sure. I mean, I kind of like, you know. I mean, honestly, Pappy Fifteen. I think I would. Really? I would,
3: oh, yeah. that'd be a good wow. jug. Yeah, just that'd mm. be I mean, a pretty good jug.
1: We love you. I mean, but it's
3: uh wait, wait for it, wait f- for it. F- oh, <laughs>
2: denied. Yep. <Yeah. sighs> wait. Don't- Fireball whiskey. Has anybody heard of that stuff? There it's hey, ridiculous. there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I like that. It, it's uh, moving in the right direction, man. It might eat through the four and a half liter. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Pappy Fifteen. For it. You giant marketing suck up, you. <laughs>
3: Well, I couldn't say a four and a half liter of stag or else I'd be dead because I would have drank the whole damn yeah, thing. That's true. You can yeah.
2: feel your liver after a third of it. it so
1: you're a
0: saying... You I have would, enamel left on your teeth.
1: <laughs> so you're saying Weller helps you do it with friends. Stag, you would just... You'd be the guy in the corner <laughs> St- going... With a straw!
3: Yeah, yeah
2: right. <laughs> that comes with a free eulogy, actually. Good night. Good day,
1: mate. W- where are we? <laughs>
3: Does the jug come with a sippy straw?
1: <laughs> I don't know where he's from, but he, he's he's uh, he's pretty well off, mate.
2: Eh? That ain't a knife. This hey. is a sippy straw.
1: Yeah, this is sippy straw. <laughs> uh, so, Bob, how about you? What would you fill a four little four
0: liter jug with? Pappy 23 and then I'd sell it I'd buy a <laughs> <laughs> Oh a total sellout Oh my goodness oh, Man He's, Have money left over
2: Yeah, yeah You can buy them one of those out. new artificial uh, livers nope. they're cooking up in nope. uh, China right now I'm going
1: to change the exercise on the fly You have to consume it So you know What's it going to be <laughs> Oh, stag stag. <laughs> stag oh well he picked stag <laughs> if i'm going down i'm going down wanna good live, you,
0: know? <laughs> you want to live forever come on um wow certainly uh, overrated i traded mine in a college for beer money but you know
1: hmm. that's wow really tough choice here um you know i'm like uh Wow, it's like two or three things playing through four four liters, man. That, that's the thing. I'm, I can think of a couple. That's of, metric, man. I think, so if it was just like you know <laughs> a, a two liters, I I I'd probably go with like you know an Abalor thirty, or I might go with uh, a Macallan, you know twenty eight or thirty. Um, you know, yeah, I'd be going down the Scotch. You know, yeah, but four liters, <sighs> yeah. I I'm, I'm like the the the. The Weller plan is working pretty well. Um, you could share it with friends.
0: Come to the dark side.
1: Yeah, come <laughs> to the dark side. He says. <laughs> I agree. I would be headed to the land of Willet. I would. I'd probably be. Um, probably for a four liter. I'd actually go for a Will at eleven year.
3: I was gonna say, don't pick one of those twenties because that's I'm pretty not, much the no. whole
1: barrel as a four. Yeah, well, liter. that would be like you know half the GDP for <laughs> for Kentucky, you know, for uh, four liters.
2: So I'm told that four and a half liter bottle comes with its own dolly built into it. Is that true? Just you wheel it around like a
3: suitcase? no. It comes with a wheelbarrow so that you can roll around Even after better, your
2: afterwards. Fantastic,
1: <laughs> a little guy named you know Ito or something, you know, just to pull it around or something.
0: Odd job, actually.
1: yeah. There you go.
0: Okay. And that bottle looks like those little Dixie cups you get at the dentist office. It's like that big. <laughs> I think
1: I've learned something new about all of you, and I don't know if it's
2: a good thing. A the difference. sad thing is you can never unlearn it. That's yeah, the bad part.
1: I agree. Well, listen, uh, we we're going to take another quick break here. We're going to come back. We got one more product to talk about today, and probably some more conversation about bottle and bond in general. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey welcome back to sips suds and smokes we're not talking about anything about your kid and bullying today here on sips suds and smokes that's for sure i mean seriously uh, you know how would you write out that whole script i mean you'd have to talk about people that pissed off my kids tossing you know red blocks at them
2: yellow blocks at them you know, I think people get offended way too easily nowadays, I think, and well, so probably that falls into the bullying category. We should
1: talk about that on the radio,
2: you know, with whiskey. <laughs> you know? I, I think mean, we just solved America's problems. You're not, not
3: even allowed whiskey. to play dodgeball anymore.
2: <laughs> you know, if you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: sounds like a cool t-shirt. <laughs> What's your
0: name? Didn't duck.
1: <laughs>
0: Dodge, duck and dip.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate you uh, coming back and joining us here on Sip Suds and Smokes. Today we're talking about bottled and bond, which is a style of whiskey um, across uh, several different uh, distilleries that we're tasting for today. We've gone through five different products. We have one more to talk about as well as a little bit of a general discussion on bottled and bond in general up next is going to be e h taylor's small batch bottle and bond from buffalo trace here is a, a quick description on this product this is a product from buffalo trace distillery named after colonel E. H. taylor who was instrumental in getting the 1897 bottle and bond act passed the name is also fitting in that colonel Taylor colonel taylor once owned the old fire copper distillery which is now known by its current name, which is Buffalo Trace. This is the Buffalo Trace uh, mash bill number one, which is actually 70% corn, I'm sorry, 75% corn, 10% rye, and 15% barley. We're all gonna uh, rate this product. Um, Let's just go here in order. Uh, Up first, is gonna be Jason. All right,
3: so E.H. Taylor is my favorite of the Bottled and Bond line. Mm. Um, and this is the uh, entry into the E.H. Taylor line. And I will tell you that, you know, when I, when I taste things, I like to write down words that come to mind as I'm tasting. And, you know, looking over my notes, it's just mellow. It's sweet. It's light. It's creamy. It's got a spicy finish. I, I gave it a sips rating of four. I think it's a solid, solid pour and um, very approachable. And like I said, my favorite line from uh, Buffalo Trace right now.
1: That's classified. Bloody favoritism! Yes, it was. Bloody favoritism. (laughs) As you just gushed about it so much... And you just, you heard the word Buffalo Trace, you started to blush, and you went, oh yeah, I don't know what's in these other glasses that we're tasting, but that's totally it. Hey,
3: I'm just saying, when you make the best stuff.
1: <laughs>
2: All right. Well, up next, uh, let's go with good old boy Sparky here. So, I I was... uh I was expecting when I saw the lineup of whiskeys, I thought that this was going to be my favorite. And uh, I still stand by, I think I like the white label a little bit more just because it was a little bit more interesting for me. But this was definitely my (laughs) number two overall. Um, It was, uh, uh, you know, just the darkness that I expect from this line, uh, almost like a cherry color. Um, And then on the nose, you just got spiciness for a long, long time, uh, which is surprising given how much uh rye is in it and um on the palate it just uh you know again you you tasted more of the rye and the spiciness than you would expect uh given the mash bill on it um and i'm kind of like on the borderline between an upper three and a lower four on this uh I'll, okay, it's it comes in beautiful packaging, so I'm going to go ahead and give it a loaf for on that. Again <laughs> okay. as well. How about that? But uh, definitely a uh, fantastic product and uh, you know, just just really uh, no vanilla at all. It's just really a lot of spiciness and complexity.
1: Hmm. Cool. Uh, Bob, what do you think about E.H. Taylor's
0: small batch bottled in bond? I'm well, thinking... My grandfather's whiskey in a fancy package and somebody might like it uh, <laughs> uh, on the nose uh, definitely a spice butterscotch a um, little bit of clove a little bit of green apple in the back um, on the palate caramel spice comes through the the rye definitely comes through on this um, dried fruit uh, vanilla A little bit of hot cinnamon and toffee in the back. A little bit of water tends to take a little bit of the heat down and and opens up the cinnamon and the vanilla a lot. Uh, Very solid whiskey. Uh, I give it a four.
1: Mm. A four as well. How about that? Well, uh, my own tasting notes here on E.H. Taylor Small Batch Bottle & Bond. Um, you know I wrote down it was the sweetest of the whole flight um, there was kind of a floral component that was around this um, I could tell uh, Jason's right on this was kind of headed down a lot of other very similar products you know for um, Buffalo Trace um, there were some things even in the um, experimental series um, you know I thought were kind of headed down a little bit of some of this path as well uh, really good uh, I enjoyed this this was I don't know if this is my favorite of the flight, but uh, it was a really great product. Um, my sips rating for E.H. Taylor's small batch is four as well.
2: That's classified.
1: <clears throat> so I got to ask a, a couple of questions about this. Uh, so the uh, so I love the, the one question that came about while we were tasting this was, are all of the E.H. Taylors bottled in bond? And Jason said emphatically, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, so uh the reason why I was a little confused is because uh I have several of the e h Taylors, and uh I have them all uh, all the ones I have are barrel proof, so yeah, yeah. proof bond, but yeah, so it's a little confusing uh because I think that most people would think after listening to the show that bottle and bond means it's all at a hundred proof because that was the lead in intro that you had. So is it at least a hundred proof or is it always at a hundred proof? Think about
3: it. You know, I, Bob, I might have to turn to you with for a little bit of help on that one. I mean, I always assumed that bottled and bond meant that it was a hundred proof at least that, but, all the ones I'm thinking of are always exactly at hundred proof. I know,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's it, that's what I've always understood bottled and bond I mean is I'm gonna
3: have to pull up a picture of uh, <clears> the <throat> cash strength now because all the packaging says bottled, bottled and, and, bond, and bond, but maybe the maybe the barrel proof doesn't. Mm.
2: By the way, isn't the uh, federally bonded warehouse or government supervision thing it's like total
3: well, so, no, now, back in the day, it was not.
2: No, no, back in the day, it was absolutely not, but, I mean. I mean,
3: it was literally like a government agent came yeah. to the distillery, and they turned a key at the same time, like exactly. they were like a missile silo. Like, silos.
0: yeah. The government man had a key, and both of them were required to open the locks to get in. Yeah. yeah.
3: Correct.
1: Yeah. So, so, uh, so, let me tell you a little bit of my neophyte understanding of some of these products walking in, was that, I thought that the the whole concept of bottle and bind was a matter of tracking taxation, and it was a matter of of where you put a certain product in a in a in a barrel. It was at a certain proof, and they taxed it at that at that level. And it was actually taxed in advance. And part of what changed this around was actually moving the cycle of taxation so up until then what it was is things were taxed on the back end because you would make the product and it was taxed at the point that it was bottled and distributed as as opposed to the point that it was produced and stuck in a cask so part of this was about accelerating some of the cash flow for Uncle Sam and that was the whole concept why the whole thing was in lockdown. Uh, because basically the tax had been paid on it and they did not want anyone interfering, you know, with the product and saying, well, this stuff has been taxed and this hasn't been over here. Um, part of it was also a bit of a product control, you know, component, um, you know, that was coming into play as well. I mean, it, am I like even close to the real story? Well, or usually just, like,
3: bonded warehouses mean that they haven't paid tax yet. Oh, yeah. So, like, as a distributor, if you have a bonded warehouse, that means that you don't pay tax until it leaves the warehouse. Whereas, if you're just a regular warehouse, you pay tax upon receipt of the product. Okay. And pay so, the,
0: tax, the government doesn't care what you do with it. They've already got their share. Exactly. So, there's no point in locking it down and holding on to it and maintaining control if you bought, if bought yeah, the table. Yeah, that would make sense
2: to me. So the, the
3: government agent at the Bond warehouse, they would make sure that nobody was taking the product out, basically, and selling it without paying on tax. On the side, without mm. getting their cut, yeah. And I, and I will tell you, I, from a, I did a quick minute of research, and it looks like a Hunter Proof is bottled in Bond. Anything above that, they remove the bottled in Bond. So yeah. it is a Hunter Proof. The E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof is not bottled in Bond. Huh, so Mr.
1: Wizard, do uh, you want to go back and re- revise and amend your statement? Is all eh Colonel Taylor bottled? I and I
2: started that, so I,
1: I mean I would just do I need
3: to go drag, drag a bottle but, up yeah, here. I mean I think
2: it has that. You know what? On I do think it, you need to drag a bottle
3: up here. We might need <laughs> to taste said. that just to <laughs> see if it's bottled in. I bond. can
1: see that was happening. I just <laughs> fell right into that trap. That's for sure.
0: Wow. I, mean, I, I went through my stack, and that's why I took the small batch because when I looked at the barrel proof, I went that. I thought that was but that's not this one is let me get this one I, yeah. I thought the same thing I thought they were all bonded
3: yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna ask somebody a pretty important question tomorrow I'll find out exactly what bottled and bond if you can go above a hundred proof because I feel like you should be able to because it doesn't make it's sense
2: a minimum guarantee I, I would assume that you know. it's it's I, a
3: minimum quality you know bottled and bond if it's eight years old it's still bottled and bond it doesn't have to be four hmm. so I, I'll I'm gonna find that out
1: hmm.
0: It's interesting. So Even the, oh. the government is logical. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's a pretty big leap right there so the to make. Government and the liquor laws are logical. Whoa.
2: Liquor plus government <laughs> equals. Tax splat <laughs> tax. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm thinking uh, t-shirts. You know, bottled in bond. You know, the ultimate uh, move movement of freedom, not taxed, just represented. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you yeah, know,
0: tax the whiskey to pay off the Revolutionary War
1: debt. So you know, yep. Yeah. Uh, good old boy, uh, Mike. We're here to discuss your uh, you know that moment. Although the income from those t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take half yeah (laughs) so absolutely well so uh we have a couple more minutes here so i we uh as we kind of went along uh we kind of peppered a little bit about you know things that uh we enjoyed about this flight and so i'm kind of curious um where some things kind of stacked up you know for you in the entire flight i'll go first while you guys are thinking about the question um so i actually admitted you know kind of up front that Actually, the E.H. Taylor Small Batch was actually my favorite of the flight. I'd have to say number two, you know, for me was actually the old tub. Um, you know, it, I think probably what struck me between those two was it the floral component and the bit of the sweetness, I thought, had some unique element. The other three that were in the flight, they were had a lot of similarity, you know, for me. Um, I just, you know, that's probably if i had blind tasted you know the all five of these i know that i probably would have picked the each taylor um you know it definitely is my top pick even not knowing that it was from buffalo Trace. so you mean the six of these all six of these what did i say five i'm sorry <clears throat> um so uh the same order jason um how did things come out for you from the whole flight I mean, the E.H.
3: Taylor, when I saw the name, I knew exactly out of the list which ones I you was You said like. that in advance, too. Yeah, I, mean, I like that. Yeah.
1: Before we even poured, like, one drop. I was like, yeah, this one's going to be the best one.
3: <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> Wait I... Wait th- a second. It's...
2: Bloody favoritism!
3: <laughs> yes, it is bloody favoritism. Yes. That's <laughs> true. You know, it's just... They make good whiskey. But, more importantly, so the old tub was interesting... Um, I do think it was young. The shocker to me though was the Heaven Hill uh 6-year-old. I was That's shocked. And I'm and I'm, when I say shocked, I'm talking like really really shocked cuz I normally do not enjoy Heaven Hill whiskey. The only stuff I've ever enjoyed has been either the really, really hard to get allocated stuff or, you know, stuff in which somebody purchased from Heaven Hill and then aged it themselves or did something to it to kind of drastically change it. But I I was shocked by this six-year-old. I mean, I think
1: that's pretty darn good whiskey. Hmm, interesting. <clears throat> Sparky, what do you think about the whole flight?
2: Um, I I have to second Jason. I was really surprised by the uh, Heaven Hill. Um, I, I'm pretty familiar with, most bonded whiskeys because i tend to make a lot of cocktails and that tends to be a major component of a lot of the stuff that i do um but uh heaven hill was just a nice surprise uh i think i'm gonna have to sneak over the border and snag some of that first chance i get um and and obviously the h taylor makes just a fantastic product um I think out of all the things, uh, my least favorite was definitely the uh, Henry McKenna Hmm. 10-year-old. I just, uh, I think my tasting notes, wait a second, I'm reading it right here. It says, nope. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I wrote down. (laughs) And yet, nothing so, got a one in here. You could have. No, yeah. I was being generous. Okay, that was ten years of, of futility. But uh, they get one extra <laughs> number for that. But uh, but no, I think for me, at least, number a mercy one mercy rating. It was. It's mercy. Um, but the Heaven Hill was definitely number one for me. Uh, each Tailor's number two. Um, and uh, we shall not uh, speak of what happened 10 years ago for Henry McKenna. So. Mm. Well,
3: it just goes to show you, age doesn't necessarily mean quality. No, that's a, a great a point. A lot of, a lot really of people is. really do. They're like, oh, man, you know that Henry McKenna, it's 10 years old and such a great price. And I
1: try it, and I'm like, yeah, no, this yeah. is not good. No, we've been fooled like that all too often. And definitely with some of the uh, blind tasting shows that we'll have coming up, where the one is, ooh, I love this show, Guess My Age. Oh. Mm. oh man Ooh, that'll be fine won't it mm. oh man Bob what do you think about uh, what' th- would you think about your favorite uh, thing in the flight
0: my favorite was the H Taylor hmm. uh, it's it's one that I like it's one that I drink quite often um, but when I was putting these together for the show I purposely put the White Label Six Year Old bottle to bond in here because that is one that a lot of guys I know up Kentucky turned me on two years ago. Um, there's a reason it's only available there. They keep they keep a lot of the good stuff, you know, at home. It's you know the, some of the best wines in Australia never leave Australia. They're not dumb. True. Same thing in Kentucky. That that <clears throat> one is it's a stellar whiskey, and it, when you see the price that it costs. It 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 elevates it a whole another point. I mean, it's it's a great whiskey on its own. When you realize that you can buy, hell, three or four bottles of that for what it costs for you know some of the others, it's it's you know it's it's remarkable. They do They do a great great job with that. Um, the old tub. It's interesting. I'd like to see what it would happen if 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 they gave it some more time. I don't know which direction it would go. If I'd like it more, I'd like it less. Um, and the henry mckenna I, I don't know i don't know maybe i'm different i i liked it uh mm. I, I thought it was a decent pour I, I i've had it many times and i've enjoyed it um but you know price wise you can't beat the heaven hill six year uh it's just it's just a great great whiskey for the money mm.
3: bob have you ever known anybody do a barrel of the six-year-old
0: not that i know of no
3: I'm 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 very interested to see what this tastes like at Cast Strength. I, I think this could be a really really good port Cast Strength.
0: Years ago, somebody told me when I was up there, they say said, you know, come here, kid. You want something good? Try this one. I'm like, really? It, it's 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 how much? Just shut up and buy this and take it home with you. And I open it up and I went, oh dear God, I can't get back to Kentucky fast enough. Mm-hmm. And when I go everybody is you know going from store to store distillery to distillery spending huge sums of money and trying to smuggle back you know various bottles in their luggage and when i go first thing i do is pick up two or three bottles of this we actually had a uh uh, uh heaven hill tasting at uh the Fort Lauderdale whiskey society a couple of months ago and again this is you can't get this down here that's kentucky only so when i i brought it out and mm-hmm. and put it on the table with with the the lady that, that runs heaven hill here in florida even she was like what is that i haven't seen it and with the full range of products there that one got as many good reviews as anything else on the table and it mm. was probably the cheapest thing on the table it was it was cheaper than mellow corn <laughs> you yeah, know I, 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 everybody's like my god this is great like, yeah i know where can i get this louisville
3: <laughs> well it just you know every distillery has a sweet spot for age uh That's- Recipe and Barrel House, and I just really think that Heaven Hill's sweet spot is probably in that six to eight. I think when it gets over, over that, it's just over oaked. It's too woody for them.
0: Hmm. And I, you, a, a barrel strength version of that, I think would just be absolutely. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm gonna try to make a phone call. <laughs> well, a really great episode for
1: today. Uh, let's uh, wrap things up for um, our episode on Bottle and Bond. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and catch all of our episodes online as well on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media hosts. iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sipsud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback as well. You can actually reach us online at info at Sipsud and Smokes. You can actually reach all of our hosts as well can reach jason at jason at sip smokes sparky at sparky at sip smokes and made Man bob at made Man bob at sip smokes our daily tasting uh, notes flow out on twitter every single day you can see our handle on there at sip smoke and our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online that's a great big help to us and we get to see your feedback as well Well, I definitely want to thank uh, Bob for joining us from the Bourbon Mafia. Bob, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Bourbon Mafia?
0: Uh, The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of high-end bourbon enthusiasts and members of the spirits and service industry with representation in 10 states. The group raises money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other bourbon-themed events. Great group of guys. Bob, definitely thank
1: you for joining us for this episode.
0: Always a pleasure to be here
1: good old boy jason thanks for joining us good to be here and good old boy sparky thank you for joining us
2: anytime mike thanks
1: absolutely well listen this is good old boy mike asking you to join us once again and keep on sipping